Welcome to another week of one guy trying to be better to the people in his life. This is Dear Stranger and Friend. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, it is me, your beautiful, wonderful, handsome podcast host, Paul Masbad. Thank you so much for joining me for another week of my podcast. This is so much fun, because I'm feeling quite delightful, yes. And the reason for that is, is because I finally got my friend Donald on here, who we've heard a lot about through Max's episode episodes and uh donald is just uh one of the more one of the most talented musicians i've ever met he's one of the funniest people i've ever met and he's just got a good soul man he's a really good guy and uh, i'm glad that he said yes to doing this uh we talk a lot about music um this is the first part of a two-part episode because we ended up talking for like two and a half hours um and this week i just want to give you a quick heads up about like 30 minutes in we start talking about how we're dealing with addiction and dealing with uh, and trying to quit so if that's something that might you know make you feel a little weird or bum you out um i just want to give you a quick heads up i'm not trying to upset anybody but we're working through our problems and we're trying to figure it out together uh, i think this is why this is one of one of the many favorite episodes that i have uh, including next week's so anyway enough talking from me in this weird intro bit let's just get into it but anyway, so he, he's doing a thing? Yeah, so um, so when it first started out, what he was doing was he was learning how to record drums and do the audio for it and so mm-hmm. he could make like playthrough videos and like also he was meeting up with people playing in bands like uh, the dude in Texas in July or like Matt Griner mm-hmm. from August Burns Red and doing playthrough videos for them. Mm-hmm. So he'd go to their live shows, record them, and then like do all the edits and release the video. Yeah. And so we met up one day to do a live stream on Facebook. Yeah. And he was like, you know, we'll just like, I don't really have a structure for it, but maybe you'll go on, you'll do a couple of Man the Traveler songs, and then, um, you know, you and I can switch off improvising over songs that people request. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for me was the first experience playing drums in front of a live audience where I wasn't playing with a band. Right? Mm. And so it's such a different thing because, you know, being in the band, like, not only am I in the very back, but I'm also sitting behind <laughs> a drum set, so I get to hide behind my vocal mic, I get to hide behind everybody in the front doing crazy things, and, like, you know, if I fuck up from nerves, because I usually fuck up because I'm nervous and I try to overplay or something, yeah. then, like, maybe somebody won't see it or hear it, because, like, there's so much other shit yeah. going on. But this was like, yo, I'll, all eyes are on you, the drums are completely mic'd, so everybody can hear every little thing you do. And uh, it was a very nerve-wracking experience. I, like, felt naked and uh, <laughs> super exposed. So um, after that, I was like, maybe if I go into my own space and, like, start live-streaming myself, even for, like, 10, 15 minutes a day, and just improvise, like... I'll get a good feel for it, and then mm-hmm. I won't feel so nervous. Um, when you're doing... When I'm doing stuff like that, because, you know, it's not... I haven't been nervous to play in a really long time. Um, yeah. Which is a good thing. It's always been like, oh, we're going to play a show, cool. Like, I'm excited to play, but I don't have that, like, feeling of butterflies in my stomach. And yeah. um, this was definitely like that. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so I try and do it at least twice a week, just even for, like, 20 minutes, just to be like, all right, well... I'm playing. If people want to watch, it's also a good way to like market yourself. Oh yeah, it's a little sure. harder with Instagram Live because none of those videos get saved. Yeah. So like once it's done, it's done. But um, it's cool with Facebook Live. That's that'll yeah, save that'll today. save. And that I've also been doing. But the problem with that is because it saves. I'm like, do I really want to yeah. record this and then put it out? 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to get over that. I'm trying to just be like, let me just play, and people will like it for what it is, or, you know, or they won't. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I want to keep talking about that, but first, I think we should talk about how we know each other. Hey. Man, because that's how we start these things. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you ever do, like, a... Like a I, I listen to a lot of NPR. Yeah. <laughs> like, their podcasts, their political podcasts. And so, at the beginning of the episodes, it's always like, this episode is being recorded on May 6th, on Sunday, May 6th, March 5th, wow, at 12.36 p.m. <laughs> By the time you listen to this podcast, things may have changed, so please check back on our website. <laughs> I've never done that, but thanks for doing that. I <clears throat> try to keep that part a secret, Yeah. I record so many of these back-to-back. Oh, yeah, you know what, uh, we okay. don't know when this podcast is being recorded, <laughs> but... Hey. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, but yeah, we should talk about how we know each other. Um, so... If I recall correctly, the day that I met you was on the Manhattanville campus. Yeah. Um, I was in the radio station, okay. I believe, and I think you were either looking through music out of one of those, out of the bin, mm-hmm. or you were sitting on the couch in, that was like, that the coffee couch. table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and my ex at the time was like, hey, this is Paul, he's a really cool dude. And then I was like, hey, I think... Yeah. Now I've also uh I've smoked a lot of weed since then, so like, you know, the mind's the mind's a little uh foggy. But oh, yeah. I do remember us sharing a smoke outside on the uh at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Um Yeah. That yeah, that was that's pretty much it. Like I don't this sounds really fucking weird because I don't say this about like a lot of people, but I don't remember a time I remember I don't remember the exact time I met you i can remember it a lot of people or it's like yeah but i can remember like oh yeah donald was there for that time <laughs> or this or that because yeah. i feel like at that point i feel like i've hung out with you more than i've hung out with max yeah, yeah for sure yeah. i mean we've definitely seen each other a lot at the school um a lot of the activities at the school too yeah and... we were <laughs> the two dudes hanging out the activities yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I don't, I know that, I know that I was also smoking cigarettes a lot then, so, um, and you had drums, right? Rollies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? I'm, my memory's sharp. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember bumming smokes from you and talking to you and the night that you came to Olives? Did you come to see us play or were you there? I came because I... This is funny, and I'll never forget because I was like, man, I really want to do something tonight, but I don't know what. I'm just going to... This is my thought process that night. I'm going to just take a quick dump (laughs) and text my friend Vince and see what he wants to do. You know? And um, I had just, like, done this thing because my mom was away where, like, I put a bunch of fake temporary tattoos all over my neck And I was like, Vince, what do you want to do, man? Like, I'm just taking a dump. And as, before I hit send, you called me. You're like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm taking a shit. And you're like, perfect, when you're done with that, come to Olives, because we're playing Olives. And then, like, at first, it first sounded like, come here now, or whatever. And then you went, you you know, if you're not busy, though. If you don't, if, if you don't mind, you can. Um, but... Yeah, and I was like, no, definitely. I just gotta, you know, finish. I'm, I'm right. I'm in the middle of it, man. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. Call me later. And then I hung up. Immediately called Vince. I was like, you want to pick me up? Go to Olives. He's like, yeah, sure. That sounds like a great plan. And then, 
Yeah, that's um, a story. That was the night that the Paul and Vince song got written. Yeah, which is funny because like, which is funny because like I know you guys more than Vince does or ever did because that was the only time you guys hung, met him. Yeah. And then the next thing he moved to fucking Australia. <laughs> yeah, like. That's pretty wild. Um, so like, uh, I remember talking to him about it like a couple weeks afterwards or like maybe the day before he left um because it was kind of a surprise when he left he was just like remember how he said i'm gonna go to australia i was like yeah you talk about that shit all the time you know how there are people that are like yeah. i'm gonna go move to this country and we're like okay yeah man yeah he was like yeah i'm doing it tomorrow i was like what <laughs> what like, yeah so you want to go to duncan or something and I was just like, yeah, sure. that's wildly out of the blue man. yeah uh, but then we, we talked about it. He's like, yo, man, I doubt those guys remember that. But that was funny. The Paul and Vince song. Dude, we've never forgot that. Yeah, that's the, that's the best part. And now it's like five years later. <laughs> like, Is he still in Australia? Yeah. Uh, He's been there for four years. So maybe it's like just four years later. Or that's stellar, five, man. Yeah. He, he went to school there. And then um, now he's just trying to get his permanent residency there so he could live there forever because he really likes it yeah man that's uh that's definitely a place on the list of uh places that i want to go yeah yeah although i don't want to be eaten by like uh, i don't know whatever the hell is out there because there's so many weird animals in there uh... dude i just i'm not down with the spiders man <laughs> when he first moved out there he would like the first couple of years he would just send me pictures of spiders in places <laughs> that shouldn't be like, it makes sense. Like, my room's a mess. There should be, like, a spider hanging from the ceiling. I'd be like, yeah, sure, dude. Just fucking go back up there and don't talk to me. Yeah. But he told me about this one time, and I think he sent me pictures where he was with this, um, his friend of his, and she got into the car, and then he was like, don't go in there. And she, she went out, slammed the door, and then they looked inside, and there's, like, a spider the size of his palm just, like, crawling from out from under the dash. That's... And they just left the car there because they were like, we have to wait for it. I want to wait for it to get out. Wow. See, that's... I Yeah, I couldn't handle that. I'd yeah. freak out. And, like, you know, I try and think of myself as a quote-unquote manly man. I would not handle that well at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Sorry I keep doing that so segue. But we were talking about music, and I don't know if anyone listening knows who you are as well as I do or anyone else any of your friends oh yeah <laughs> I mean yeah so like you play drums you play guitar you were just playing my guitar yeah I um I played drums in a band called and the traveler um I started my musical career or I guess I started playing music when I was like five or six. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it wasn't anything serious. I mean, my parents got me uh, like a little toy keyboard. Uh-huh. And my, they had always wanted to get me lessons, and I was just like, not about it. Yeah. I always thought of it as like, I don't know, they were trying to put me in a suit and make me like play these songs and be this like concert pianist. And I was just like, Do you like piano recitals and shit? Yeah, and I was just like, not about it. I just thought that it was really tacky and I mean even at like five or six I was just really reluctant to do it mm-hmm. um part of me as I got older when I started playing guitar around like 13 mm-hmm. was a little mad at younger me because I was like you know if I had just taken the time I would have been able to read music mm-hmm. I would have a much better understanding of music theory and like I could have been a badass piano player yeah um but I don't think that I would be where I am right now if that was the case yeah yeah because like I think I would have been into different music like I started Uh listening to 
rap and R&B and stuff that was on the radio, like, in the early, or the late 90s, like, 97, 98, because of my older brothers, mm-hmm. and um, they were kind of the segue for me into different music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. That's, that's always how it is. Are you the youngest? No, I have one younger brother who oh, okay. is... 20, let me not fuck this up. <laughs> I'm like, um, if you do, I'll just edit it out. It'll just be blank. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, he's 22. He'll okay. be 23, actually, next month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like 6'3", and like, I don't know, like 45 pounds heavier than I am, so he's like, he towers over me, and he's kind of a scary dude. Oh, nice. But like, he opens his mouth, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Do you want to go get, like, some coffee or food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a big sweetheart. Yeah, that's usually how it is with brothers. So, were your older brothers like the dudes that gave you the music? Like, because everybody has that one person. Because we're on the same age, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm 26. Oh, 27 or 28. I'm one of those. Two. Yeah, actually, no. I I knew that even then that you were older than me. Yeah, but still, like, that's not that far of a gap. So it's like before, like, you could just fucking internet be like, "What's a cool band?" You know? What yeah. I mean? So like, you have to have that person or yeah your brothers yeah absolutely i mean um my oldest brother had gotten my brother mike he Mm. is 32 i believe Mm. let's let's just let's just allegedly um and so the brother that's slightly younger than him nelson is 30 or going to be 30 this year or Mm -hmm. turned 30 last year who knows um (laughs) but uh so my brother mike bad episode yeah (laughs) i'm glad you're not asking me how old my brother is It's okay. I, I'll just tell them to skip through this part of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, my brother Mike was really into like a lot of different things. Like I think he is the reason why we all kind of listen to different music. Mm-hmm. Like he was a dude who was listening to stuff like Sepultura and Shadows Fall, but like Ramstein and um, A Perfect Circle and that. Can't remember what they're called. I want to ride my bicycle. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, um, like he listened to a lot of stuff like that. So, um, you know, I was exposed to a lot of new metal and like this like weird style of metal that I didn't get. Like I didn't really get uh, like the Spanish new metal, like mm-hmm. Sepultura or, uh, or like El Nino. But it was all really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the brother that was under him was really really into rap and R and B. But also into that metal stuff. So, like, my older brother Mike would take him to shows and mm-hmm. stuff in the city. And then he would come home and, like, show me, like, Nelly and, like, Biggie and stuff. Yeah. So, there's a, a wide range of stuff going on in the house. Um, I think when I got to be around 12 and 13 was when I was really getting into, like, rock music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started playing guitar when he was 16. So, oh, okay. So, at that time, I was, like, 9 or 10 watching him play guitar and... Um, it was just really cool to be like, oh, cool, man, like, this is, like, I guess where it starts and stuff, and he started playing guitar, my brother Nelson started playing bass, um, and then the blackout in 2003 happened, Mm -hmm. um, so we were hanging out on my porch at our house, and my brother Mike brings out his guitar, and he just starts playing, there's nothing to do, it's, fuck, it's pitch black, all the, everyone's, like, running around in the streets, and it was hot as hell, and we were just, like, hanging out, and that, Listening to him play was just, like, really beautiful, and I was like, I think I want to play guitar. And that's when you started. That's when I started, yeah. Man, that's such a good story. Yeah, actually, I don't I don't really think I tell many people that, because um, no one ever really asked how I started playing music, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah, that was, uh, I credit my brothers for that a lot, because 
they uh, I always used to think they were so cool mm-hmm. as well like they're I mean don't get me wrong they're still cool they're, I'm much cooler but than they are now but like, yeah when you're growing up I always wanted to be around them and I always wanted to be hanging out with them and their friends and yeah because I was like four years younger than they were, it was mm. uh, it was a big enough gap when we were younger that like I didn't always get to, so I was really jealous. Yeah, and so like playing music was my way of trying to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when I got to be like fifteen or sixteen, we all played in a band together. Oh, yeah. So a band was called Plan of Attack. That was uh, when I was in high school. That was a lot of fun. Really really bad uh <laughs> i didn't know you were gonna say bad yeah, yeah really bad like <laughs> rock and roll like we did a lot of chili peppers covers and, oh um, nice um we did like a black sabbath cover once but you know it was it was something it was yeah. something it was a cool place to be at the time i love playing it um mm-hmm. in retrospect it wasn't the greatest music but it definitely pushed me to continue to want to do music yeah um, everybody has that that kind of start yeah. I, my mine's not great. I'm not gonna share it. Maybe not on microphone again. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I really get that feeling of like, because my brother and I, I think are like four, three or four years apart. So it's like we have a big, you have a huge enough gap where it's weird. But then yeah. he he went to the military when I was like maybe fourteen or fifteen, and then was there for almost a decade. Wow. So it's like, yeah. And, uh, and then he came back, I think, when I was, like, 22, which is, like, right around the time we met. Um, and I remember being at the airport and just, like, not seeing this dude for, like, almost 10 years. And just, like, how can I, like, make this the least awkward or whatever? So he's just, like, standing, I think, maybe at JFK or something. It's, like, with his bag, like, looking like, well, I'm back in New York. Like, after <laughs> yeah. after doing his thing. And then I scream from out the window, is that my brother? <laughs> what the fuck is that my brother and my parents were like yo shut up like, you look like an insane person and I ran out of the car and gave him a hug and I was like okay and then but like our thing we bonded on was like basketball because I didn't although at the time I didn't enjoy basketball yeah I only enjoyed it because of the video game because it reminded me of other video games yeah and then I started watching basketball with him but now all we do is cry to each other about the Knicks and stuff so like <laughs> we're pretty close on that or we watch like UFC which we watched last night I don't know if you're into dudes punching each other uh I totally am down to watch it but I won't ever go out of my way to watch it like if someone invites me over for like a UFC match I'm totally there yeah. because chances are it's worth watching these two like people go apeshit on each other yeah but like I also don't have TV like, I only pay for internet, so oh, I stream yeah. everything that I have. So I, like, UFC went out the window when I moved out of my parents' house. Yeah. Um, but it is cool. I know a couple people who do UFC training, and, like, those dudes are badasses. Yeah. And they uh, they put their bodies through a lot. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. There's this one dude last night. This is so boring for anybody who doesn't like UFC. But there's this one dude <laughs> last night getting wrecked in the face but then would just sh- shake it off and I was texting my brother I was like hey man um, how do you just eat a punch like that because <laughs> he's getting decked like in slow motion you know like when yeah they... you see the ripples yeah that would happen and then he would just look back at the dude and smile <laughs> I'm like what the fuck how do you if I got like slapped like that yeah, I'd be know. like I quit I'm yeah. done <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. But it's a high tolerance for pain, and I mean, I guess if you get a punch in the face a bunch, like you're probably used to it. Yeah. But this guy was getting like really, hit, <laughs> really hard. I thought he was gonna get knocked out. Like you expect him to. 
Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I just needed to share that with somebody. I can't. I can't fucking believe that. Didn't Kimbo Slice do UFC for a little? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he passed away. I think a couple. That's months right. Ago. Yeah. Apparently, he was like the sweetest fucking dude. Yeah. In the history of the world, I listened to this one podcast. Like, someone asked him, "Why does he still like?" dress the way he dresses like from the youtube videos or whatever yeah and he was like yeah i can afford like a bentley and nice clothes and nice cars but i want to make sure my kids go to college yeah <laughs> like that's something that's, he said yeah man i mean that's true that's a smart man and i was like whoa man they should have just marketed him as like the fucking sweetest dude in the <laughs> world <laughs> instead of like this tough dude who got into who bed. got like at the street fights all the time or would like uh those videos where he would just punch people in the chest yeah <laughs> Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, cool, you know what, today I think I'm going to let Kimbo Slice destroy my sternum and yeah. possibly uh, stop breathing. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's like a dude I wish I could have met and just, like, talked to you for a minute. Yeah. But, whatever. Kimbo Slice. He, like, made the internet. Because that was, like, the first videos I remember someone Those... being like, you have to watch this dude just beat the shit out of this other dude. <laughs> or do you, do you ever watch bum fights? Yeah. That's <laughs> so horrible. That's it really a... is. I'm sorry, that's that's very politically incorrect. Uh, homeless people fighting? Would that yeah. be a better... Uh... I get, but the name of the DVD was... It was Bum Fights, yeah. yeah. And then, like, after a while, like, I had one friend who was, like, really into it, an old neighbor of mine, and he would buy the fucking DVDs, which <laughs> was insane. Like, you don't need 90 minutes of this. Yeah. Because after you're... five, you're like... Yeah. Like, do I really want to watch these two dudes fight over, like, a sandwich? Yeah. Because that's pretty much what it was. It's starting to make me feel a little fucked. Yeah. yeah. After, the after like, the first couple fights. And then, but this dude would just get, like, the 90-minute tapes of it. And he'd be like, yo, you want to come over? I got this new tape. Me thinking it's, like, a fucking skate video. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you got that new 411, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's an old guy reference. Because <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what that is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like... I would, uh, I would fucking come to his house, he'd put this tape in, and then, like, ten minutes would pass, and he'd be like, are we really watching those dudes smoke crack right now? <laughs> like, I want to fucking, and he's like, it's funny, and I was like, what's funny about this dude smoking crack? I'm gonna go skate, man, this is bumming me out. Yeah, I feel like those, uh, those also were around the same time as Faces of Death. Oh, Which yeah. is, like, pre... Uh, for any of you youngsters out there, I guess if you're born, like, after 2000, you probably don't know what a VCR is. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, I'm saying tapes, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, people are like, tapes? You mean, like, scotch? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that was, like, pre-Live League and all those websites where you could watch, like... I mean, like, trust me, I wasn't one of those dudes who willingly went online and watched, like, those snuff videos, but... Well, you have a friend that's really into Yeah, they'd be like, yo, dude, you want to watch something really, really messed up? And I'd be like, uh, I guess. Yeah. And then you watch and you're like, I really hate you. Um, yep. Yeah, and Faces of Death was that, like, you know, you'd get a DVD of all the things that were going on around the world. There was some that would be like, uh, um... A rapist in India was tied to a tree and then beaten by the entire town and then uh, set on fire. Yeah. And then you're oh. like, whoa, dude. But I mean, like, it's really hard to watch one of those and feel bad. At, like, not feel bad, but I don't know. Did you know about those videos, though? Sorry to cut you off. That all of it was fake? Of what? The faces of death. The really? only thing that was real was when they ate, was like the, the film reel of someone eating monkey brains. No way, dude. Yeah, that was like 
one guy was like really wanted to be a horror FX dude. And yeah, he, I guess that makes sense because a lot of those videos, like they would show people jumping in front of trains and stuff, and those look pretty doctored. Yeah, I'll, apparently, I'll, I I did a lot of looking up on it one <laughs> night after like. <clears throat> That fucking friend was like, you want to watch this guy get hit by a fucking cab? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, no, I don't. No, man. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, some people live for that shit. Yeah. Like, there was only a couple real clips, and it, it was, like, a firing squad and, like, the people eating monkey brains, I think. Yeah. All of which is just, like, again, you, you, we're obviously not the people who are, like, Googling faces of death. But someone is, and there was a market for that. Cause yeah. Yeah. People... They weren't even Googling it. They had to, like, go on other some kind of fucking website. Yeah, right. Or Yahoo or AOL. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, they had LimeWire and, like, searched Faces of Death. Oh, my God, dude. LimeWire. That was, like, the source of my computer's viruses and, like... Yeah. And destruction for many years. I'd be like, I just want to download this new Fongori, like, record, and it'd be, like, this porno <laughs> this instead. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, those, those are the days. No, that's me too, man. Or Kazaa. That oh, was yeah. One. Because I'm like, LimeWire got too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. They're sending you, uh, like, shit in the mail that's like, listen, we know that you're downloading these records illegally. Yeah. Cease and assist, or we're going to take you to court. Or you always got that one song, or like, man, this is super rare, and I really want this song. But then you just hear, like, Mike Jones in the background. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, the, the Bill, radio edits. The, the fake, like, Bill Clinton <laughs> thing. Do you remember that? You don't? Oh my god, there was one no. I like wanted to down maybe it's like an early November song or something. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. So like, <laughs> I went to download it and uh I was like, man, this song's really good. It, and it ended and it was like a really bad Bill Clinton impersonator that was like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That was sounded more like JFK. I but anyway <laughs> I was like but if you want to find out more, go to www. And they would like put a. And I'm like, how do I cut this out? Like, I want to put this on a mix. Like, what do I do? But yeah, but unfortunately, cutting that would require software that wasn't readily available at the yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but oh shit, man. Oh man, it makes me feel kind of old. I'm, it like, does. Using, I hear you, man. It's it's like, pretty crazy. I'm like using AIM and stuff. To you like your away messages. How much? <laughs> How much weight did you put behind those away? Like, how, how, like. It was usually. Uh, was it like, okay, in the bathroom, or was it, or did you like really no, think them out? No, it was like, um, it was usually only when I was going out, and it was when I had a computer in my room, because, um, I'm trying to think, back when we lived at the house of La Martine, I was probably eight or nine when we got our first computer, and at mm. that time we still had dial up. Yeah. So it was very rare to even be on the internet for longer than five minutes. Yeah. Um, and at those times, I'd be on the internet to like, quote unquote, you've got mail. And like, it'd be like mail from the Burger King Kids Club. Or like, <laughs> I'd like go on to these chat rooms for kids. It was just, it was useless things to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I finally did get my own computer, we finally had uh, like... Dial up, not dial up, uh, whatever. broadband, I guess, yeah. or whatever it was. Wasn't one of them called like DSL or Yeah. Something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was high speed internet back then. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it would just be like, oh, I'm going out, be back in a little while, like smiley face or something. But I remember there were like girls that would put song lyrics or like, 
I'm I was out. one of those girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on, I'm sorry. Yeah, they would just they would put song lyrics followed by like, I'm going out to a party, see you later. And I'm like 12, 13 at the time, yeah. so I'm like, oh, party, cool. I'm kind of a loser, so like I don't really go to parties. And my parents don't ever let me do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I didn't really get that. I didn't. Did you did you go to any parties like high school parties? Um, Probably towards the end, right? That's yeah, I, I guess in middle school, uh, the parties or, or quote unquote parties that I went to were more like get-togethers with like me and like three other friends who would go to my buddy Darwin. Actually, he's mm. uh, he's like my lifelong heterosexual life partner. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he would always have us come over to his house. And we would go into his basement, we would rent a movie from Blockbuster, and we'd order Domino's, and that was our night. And then after the movie, we'd play on his Xbox, because he had Halo. Yeah, <laughs> that was like... That's not a party, dude. That's yeah, I mean, I but that's, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that was my idea of a party until... I guess until I started playing music. Because when I started playing music, um, I started meeting a lot of people, and... Yeah. I met them through the people that I knew who would be like, oh, let, well, can our band play this party? And then it was like, you know, we'd play like 15 minutes and then I'd socialize with these people who, at the time, I was really, really like straight edge. Like I wouldn't go near anything. So I'd see all these kids drinking and like hanging out and I would, A, I'd like freak out because I'd be like, you know, is this cool for them to do? Are they going to die? Like, is this kid going to smoke weed and then like freak out and like yeah. punch somebody? Um so it was, even when I did go out to parties, it was very, like, foreign to me to yeah. want to do anything. We are in the same boat, like, all throughout high school, I was pretty straight edge as well. Yeah. It freaked me out when people, but I was, like, a dick. Yeah, no, dude, trust me, I, I, <laughs> one of my best friends, uh, Brazil, actually, it was shortly after high school, sometime in college when I picked up smoking, mm-hmm. and we, uh. I was working at Starbucks on Bronx Road, and he worked at the Audi, like, right around the corner. Yeah. So he came over one day on his lunch to get coffee and saw me on the, like, the side of the building, like, smoking a cigarette. And he was like, is that Donald Perdomo smoking a fucking cigarette? And I was just like, uh... He's like, after all the shit that you used to give me... Because I'd run up to him, and I'd smack cigarettes out of his mouth. I'd be like, that's gonna fucking kill you. You have to stop. And, uh, And, yeah, so he gave me hell for that. Oh, man. Yeah, I started, I think, when I was a senior in high school, because I, I think that's when the most emo Paul was the dude. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like... I used to fucking... Um, you remember those school doors? I don't know if your high school was like this, too, but if you put, like, a piece of paper in the top, it'll never lock. Yeah, yeah, because it had, like, the thing that would lock yeah. into it, yeah. So, like, I had a bunch of those that I would place around the thing, and I'd be like, this class sucks. Can I go to the bathroom? And I'd be like, yeah. And I would walk out one of those doors, yeah. put the thing in, and like smoke a cigarette just like right outside. Be like, everything is, bleh. like, be super brooding. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I hear that. I used to remember seeing those, the, those quote-unquote kids at the smoking corner, which was like, at the back stairwell, like, at the end of the cafeteria, next to where the janitors like, walkway into their part of the building was. Yeah. So like, that was a stairwell that no one ever went down into, and those double doors leaded to a part of the building where there was no cameras on it. Oh, so that was, like, the official smoking section, and that was always, like, weird for me. Because, like, like, I knew people there, and, like, I don't know. I feel, like, in retrospect, I feel like such an asshole because I was so judging. I'd always be yeah. like, you guys should really stop. This is so bad for you. Like, you're going to die one day. And yeah. Like, if, if 
I was on the receiving end of that, I would be like, Donald, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Jesus. Yeah, you were so annoying. Same here. I feel I feel that way too. Like I <laughs> I would beat myself up. If I met myself if I if I was like if I had the mind I had now and then was a teenager also and then yeah. saw myself as a younger person, I'd be like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> like I'm gonna just fight you for like twenty minutes. <laughs> we'll both get tired at the same time. <laughs> Done. You'll know to not be that way anymore. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. Speaking of that, I think if if you want to talk about it, um, before we came in, you're talking about how you're taking a break from. Yeah. Smoking, drinking. Yeah. Um. Pooping. So. Not pooping. Sorry. Well, no, I I can't take a break from pooping. That's that's <laughs> just messed up. Uh. Yeah. I um. So I've been smoking weed probably for like the last 26, so 19, end of 18, so about seven years now, going on eight, um, mm-hmm. probably solidly and consistently every single day for about three and a half years. Whoa. Um, maybe a little longer. It's kind of hard for me to gauge the time because it was like, um, there was a time where I was working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember which job, but I had a job for like eight months and then I was out of a job for four months and then I held another job for like a year and a half. And in between the time when I wasn't working, mm-hmm. one of my best friends started his job, right? So like when I was working, he didn't have a job and then when I didn't work, he had a job and then he basically lost his job as I got my my other one. So we used to hang out every single day when the other person was off of work. Oh, like okay. that phone call would come two minutes before you're done with your shift. Like, yo, so we're hanging out. Like, yo, are we going to get up? I got, like, five on it. Let's let's mm-hmm. go smoke. Let's go hang out. And then that kind of just became the, like, routine until I got a little smarter and started realizing that maybe I should just buy my stuff in bulk and, mm-hmm. you know, smoke at my leisure. And I think that's where it started to be, like, a an everyday mm-hmm. thing. Um, so, and, I mean, it's not the worst thing I found when I was working at uh, Coffee Labs in Terrytown. Um mm-hmm that it helped me cope with the stress because that was a very stressful job. Like, you work a 10-hour shift where your five-minute break is you going to throw the garbage out and smoking a cigarette as fast as you can walking around the corner. Um, And so instead, I'd go around the corner and I'd, like, rip a bowl and come back in and, like, it would be, like, a line of 15 drinks that I would just have to make and I'd be like, well, you know what? At least I'm, like, stoned and, like, this is all muscle memory. Like, I love being a barista. Um, So it definitely helped me cope, but, like, as... I continued to work and like things were very stressful. I would just continue to smoke more and more and I was smoking cigarettes like crazy. Like I tried quitting. I mean, I, I know everyone who smokes who wants a better life or yeah. whatever has tried quitting multiple times and it just never sometimes it doesn't stick. Yeah, it just doesn't stick. It would stick for like 2 days and then I would have a bad day or something and I'd be like, I need a cigarette. Yeah. Um and so I've, I've been doing that pretty consistently for about, uh, you know, three and a half, four years. And so let's fast forward to like September of last year. So September of 2016, mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to start a new job. Um, I had just worked as a dog walker for almost two years in the city. Um, and I just wanted to change the pace. I was like, you know, I'm going to be working as a driver. So the impulse to smoke is going to be there every like 10 15 minutes so i was like you know what i'm just gonna try and not smoke i mm. had some success quitting for a, a little over a month maybe like a couple of months prior so i was like I, I can do this my girlfriend's super supportive like she's got my back um 
So that was really good. I quit smoking for about four and a half months, but while I had quit smoking, uh, I started smoking more weed to compensate. Mm. And at the same time, I was drinking a lot. Like, there's a, I just moved to an apartment with her back in May, and there's a deli that's right, that's like a five-minute walk. Not even a five-minute walk, a two-minute walk right up the block. And they have my favorite beers, Dogfish Head. So, mm. like, and those dudes sell them single if you want. Oh, okay. So you can so, just, like, Yeah, I could yeah. come in, grab two beers, go back to my apartment, drink, and that just became the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before that, when I was working at the dog walking company, this lady, Sarah, who works for Boston Beer Company, uh, would hook me up with beer mm-hmm. all the fucking time. She was super sweet. She had the most amazing pitbull, uh, pitbull, uh, poodle. Yeah. His name is Lou. He's 13. A little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, she would just like leave me cases sometimes when I'd go and, and pick them up or when I'd go and watch them for the weekend. And I just like fell in love with not being sober. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I've been drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff consistently. Um, about a month and a half ago, I did acid for the first time in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I'll actually tell you how, I, how it was. So <laughs> I, uh, I got it from a buddy of mine and I was like, all right, cool. This is what I'm going to do. I've never done acid and played music before mm-hmm. out of the fear that I would just like not know how to handle myself on stage or something. Yeah. So, get up in the morning at like 9.30, take my dog out, come back, I take half a tab, get on the bus to mm-hmm. go to my studio space, I get there and I take the other half, and then I made up a playlist of like 90s R&B, and, and then I streamed myself on Instagram Live for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It was the most fun that I've ever had. It was probably the most creative that I've felt behind a kit, because mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, I feel like everything that my mind wants to articulate through my hands is just happening in yeah. like such a smooth manner. And, uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun. But after I finished playing, I like smoked a bowl and I'm like, Oh, I really want to go smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I shouldn't cause I've gone four and a half months without doing this. I'm doing so well. And eventually I just caved. Yeah. So I started smoking again. Um, so this week, uh, today is, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Right. So uh, last Monday, I decided to put everything to rest <laughs> because uh, I don't want to live my life by my vices. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because for me, it's like I've gotten to the point where every day I would get up. I get up at like 530. Mm-hmm. I get up, take a shower, uh, get dressed, take my dog out. When I bring, Once I've brought her back in, um, it's usually like 640. And I catch the 658 bus to go to work. Yeah. So I would rip a bowl. Get on the bus. I would feel super, super stoned. I'd be like, this is great. It's going to start a lovely day. I get to work. I'd start driving for a couple hours. And then I'd feel really tired. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm a driver. So I would like start dozing off. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things that made me want to stop. Because um, then I'd come home on my break, take my dog out, smoke a bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when I took her out, I'd go up to that store and have a beer. I'd like buy a beer, come home, mm-hmm. have a beer, smoke, maybe eat if I had the time, and then go back to work. Come home, go to the store, buy another two beers, smoke yeah. a bowl, and then just like ride that out. And I would continue to smoke till the end of the night. And, and that was, just, and then all over again. Yeah. yeah. And that was just the lifestyle for a really, really long time. What made you want to um, p- p- stop it? Uh, a couple things. So I. 
I want to do a lot of different things with my life. And one of the things that I want to do is travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, both with my girlfriend and with a band. And those are things that cost money. Yeah. And like I I just continue continue to see myself be like, all right, well, here's three three beers a day is like seven seventy five, like over the course of a month. Mm-hmm. Plus all the weed that I would buy. I was smoking probably an eighth every two days. So it's forty dollars. Mm-hmm. So that money adds up really quick. And then on top of that, like cigarettes, you know what I mean? That's like a ten dollar habit every every two days maybe if I was good. Yeah. So I was wasting all of the money that I wanted to save on like all these things. Right. Um, and it it just like wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to lead. I like didn't like that I felt like I needed to smoke in order to function. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, uh, I'm going to go to my parents' house. And like, I love seeing my parents. So that's not a stressful situation. But I'd be like, oh, let me smoke. And I'm like, let me go over there. Yeah. And... And just everything that I had to do, or everything that I wanted to do was surrounding that. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't want to live like that anymore. Um, it's, like, not a good lifestyle. It's not what I see for myself, for sure, because that can definitely turn into a, a quarter-ounce habit a day, plus, mm-hmm. like, a six-pack, plus, yeah. like, two packs of smokes. Yeah. And I know that because I have a very addictive personality. Yeah. So, like... Those are the things that I find happiness in and relaxation. And I just like, I saw the path that I was heading down. And my, you know, my mom would tell me to, because she would see me drink when I was living with her. And she'd be like, you know, this family has a long history of alcoholism. You know, Mm -hmm. your grandfather, a lot of your uncles. And I was like, "Uh, like, you know, I don't see myself falling into that. Like, I'm not them. And, but like, this could be a serious thing. Yeah. Um, so I had just, me and my girlfriend were on vacation at an Airbnb in Bloomville, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of those towns where your nearest neighbor is like a half mile away. It's yeah. like, uh, 20 minutes the east of Oneonta. Mm-hmm. And we stayed on this beautiful farm. It was amazing. We had time to like go watch cows give birth and like, Oh weird. Yeah. We got to, we got to milk cows. Um, we got to see some llamas and alpacas and chickens. Oh, wow. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I meant weird in a good way, by the way. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, uh, <laughs> dude, listen, I definitely didn't expect all that. And it was like way more than I would have. It was more than I expected and it was yeah. beautiful. Um, so on the last day I had, um, you know, I had a couple cigarettes left. I had, a beer that we had brought on the trip like we brought a bunch of beer but we had one more left and like we had a tiny tiny bit of weed that we finished when we got home Mm. Um, and I was just like maybe now is the time like I wake up every morning and like I feel this heaviness in my chest I feel like Mm. I'm a slave to all these things so I was like maybe I should just try quitting everything at once and Mm. maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to do because I will say this week has been really, really rough. Like, yeah. probably the hardest time I've had in a really long time. And I didn't, I didn't think that it would be this hard. Mm-hmm. Not because like, not because I feel the need to smoke. Because at this point I'm on day seven, so like, I'm past what I feel like is the like cravings for cigarettes. Like, I definitely don't want cigarettes anymore. Yeah. Um, the weed is kind of like in a weird place because I have been around like a bunch of my friends who have smoked and I'm like that smells really nice but like let me push myself again yeah. also that was the other thing like I would smoke so much that I'd have to smoke so much to be high yeah and I don't 
want to do that anymore either. Like, it would be cool to just take a hit and be high for, like, five hours. And yeah, just... that's where my life is at, but I don't smoke anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I smell that shit, and I'm fucking stoned. What the fuck? Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I, I gave it up. I did some research to see how my body was going to handle it, and mm. pretty much everything that everyone has said has happened. I, I haven't been able to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, I quit on Sunday night, Monday night came around and I toss and turn between one and like five thirty. Yeah. And then I got up for work, but the difference between that and any other day is I didn't feel groggy. Like normally I feel groggy from how much weed I've smoked and like, yeah. I felt good. I felt all right. I was like, man, I like didn't get any sleep, but like, I'm all right. I'm awake. Mm-hmm. And as the day progressed, I was just moody and irritable and like, would get into arguments with my coworkers. I would like take my anger out on my girlfriend. And mind you, this is six days ago. <laughs> like yeah. this, you know. But like even now it kind of feels like a little bit of a lifetime ago. Because because um, things just got continued to get worse. Like I started feeling sad and mm-hmm. I don't it's kinda of hard for me to classify it as depression because I've only really think that I felt depressed in my life once, Mm -hmm. um, like after, after one of my ex-girlfriends did me like super dirty and just like felt like I was dying for like a really long time, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I would probably compare that to that. Like I've felt really empty, Mm -hmm. really sad, um, and just like having a hard time trying to figure out what to do in order to fill that time. Yeah. And like that to make myself feel better. Cause you know, like a lot of the people online said that when they quit smoking, mm-hmm. like they had nights where they couldn't sleep. They've had headaches. I've had really bad headaches. Um, my appetite's been all over the place. Like yeah. I've been starving and I'll sit down to eat and I'll take two bites and I'm just not about it. Holy I just like shit. won't finish. Like, and, and it's happened four times this week where I've come home on my break starving. Mm-hmm. I've made myself like a sandwich and like just didn't want it. Yeah. And then would go the rest of the day on this like, really empty stomach and come home for dinner and have two bites and just not feel be about it. Way, yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel like, um, since it's been about a week, do you feel like you're on an upswing yet or like, um, yeah, but I feel like I have to credit that to my girlfriend, honestly, because if I didn't have anyone telling me that things were going to be cool and, and all right, um, I like don't didn't you wouldn't know what to like, do. Fuck yeah, because you know a lot of the people online said you know you should try and like go to an AA meeting or something just so you have other people there who are gonna kind of be on the same page as you and like let you know mm-hmm. that you're a not alone and b like that as hard as it is things will get better. Yeah. Um, but then I was also reading about people who were like, yeah, I quit, and this one guy uh, chronicled his. 111 days sober from weed and it was rough reading that made me be like wow dude like i i i feel you be like i just feel depressed and lost and today i didn't eat much and you know i went to see a therapist and it was a little better but like there are times where i catch myself feeling really empty and it's not even about wanting to smoke anymore it's just like i don't know what it is yeah and um some of like the the articles that I read out of, like, medical journals were basically like, well, you're depriving yourself of everything that makes you happy. Like, it wasn't like I just took alcohol away and, and continued to smoke or, like, I, like, took everything. Yeah. Away. And so my brain has been lacking in uh, in 
like the pleasure stimulus yeah. yeah so um so it was really really rough and i've i have just been like very indifferent about things i've been really like to myself um and so we played a show in queens two days ago yeah and um you know we it was at a bar and obviously, like, I know that I'm going to be in situations where everyone's going to be smoking around me and drinking around me. But there was this one moment where everybody I was with took a shot. And, like, you know, I'm standing five feet away from them, but I see them take a shot. And I, like, kind of freak out because it's not just the alcohol. It's the the socialness. It's, like, yeah. everyone that I'm there is together toasting for something. And, like, mm-hmm. I can't even be there with them to do it. Um so like you know, like a little bitch, I ran into the bathroom. I started nah, crying. Dude, I feel you. Um, I like it was freezing that night, and I put on my jacket and went for a twenty-five minute walk. And I listened to like four or five songs, and I was just like, "All right, put yourself together. You'll be all right." Mm-hmm. We finally played, and my girlfriend's like, "You know, you look so happy up there." And I was like, "That's the happiest I felt in five days." That's fucking good, though. Like that's the only thing that's made me really, yeah. really happy. So. Um, so yeah, so that it was that was kind of where the upswing started because I woke up yesterday and I was like, you know, I don't feel so bad, mm-hmm. like, like this is gonna be all right. Yeah. Um, I know that there will be times where I'm still gonna feel like this, but a lot of people also suggested working out and um, mm-hmm. and like trying to just be productive. Yeah. You know, like yeah. my band is booking a tour for April right now, mm-hmm. and like that's some of what I've been focusing most of my time on. Um, yeah, that's like. I mean, sorry to cut you off. No, no, dude. Listen, we are here for each other. (laughs) Um, No, I I mean, like, my experience, like, because I I think for a month or so, I stopped, I, I, like, stopped drinking, and that was, like, my main source of, like, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I totally feel like that, uh, well, I don't have this thing now, so now what do I fucking do? Yeah. And turns into fucking just, like, laying in bed. Especially since I don't have a job. I'm just gonna fucking lay in bed. Like, yeah. fuck this. But, um... What you are saying about staying productive and all that stuff, I think that's, um... The most important thing. Like, like trying to keep yourself busy. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But no, <laughs> but I, listen, like, man. I, this is, like, the first time that I'm really talking to someone, like, very openly about how this is making me feel. Like, I've talked to my girlfriend about it. Max knows, because... Yeah. He's, fucking one of my best friends and like y'all are boys yeah you know <laughs> I think uh, it's it only gets better by talking about it and being aware of it and yeah. trying to move past it so like you know it's cool man I, I appreciate any advice yeah. because I still kind of feel lost you know and yeah. like I know that I have a really long road ahead of me it isn't something that I did because I felt like like I was a addicted to alcohol as much as I was addicted to the feeling of being almost numb. Yeah. And so, like, this sobriety is, like, a real fucking eye-opener. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I feel like sometimes it makes you feel, like, it makes you not feel, well, maybe, yeah, feel it makes you feel everything you weren't. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's, like, it's it's fucking crazy. I mean, like, yeah, I guess in, in my experience, I guess I would just, like, you know, try to do everything that you can do that's like that you're in control of you know because like yeah. a lot of a lot of the feeling that i had when um when i stopped because I, w- I wasn't like dude i have like no money so like i wasn't drinking every day 
but like when I had the opportunity to, yeah, it's fucking going whore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was going, I was like, I'm gonna get weird, and yeah. it's just like for a night of like exactly what you described, like hanging out with friends when we were teenagers. Like, oh, uh, just a couple dudes are gonna come over, we're gonna play video games, we'll have beer. Like, okay, I'm gonna have like twelve of them. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, and they're like, all right, Paul likes the party. I guess we're just playing Smash Brothers, but. <laughs> He's getting fucking ripped. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, so then, like, after that, it was just like, okay, so so now what do I do? And, like, I don't have this, like, these, I wouldn't call them milestones, but, like, these times in my week, like, I was telling you, every Wednesday I go and record another thing. Yeah. And that's when, like, I know all the alcohol is available, so I could, like, get as fucked as I can, you know? Yeah. So, like... I had to be like, okay, I can't look forward to this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have to like try and do other things. And it took me a while to actually like follow through because it's so much easier sometimes to be like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna. Yeah, and absolutely. then not fucking do it. <laughs> be like, and think you tried because you said you were going to. Yeah. But like, um, I've been, it's, I don't know how to explain this, but like, you got to figure out. Um, or at least I had to figure out the things that I'm in control of that make me happy, yeah. you know? And um, a couple of those things are, like, playing guitar or, like, not feeling like... One of the... Of course, I, this might be for everybody, though. Like, not feeling like I'm just fucking laying in, laying in bed and doing yeah. nothing all day. Or, like, making something creative or doing, like... Because for a while I was going to quit this, doing this podcast. I was like, I'm fucking done. Like, I don't want to do anything, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But, like... Um, as I alluded to earlier, I'm just, like, trying to keep it going and, like, record all these episodes in the span of, like, a week or whatever. Yeah. Because I like making stuff. I love talking to people. But, like, on the days where I don't have anything, I did this fucking dumb thing with myself where it's, like, I'm going to try to read a fucking book a day. That's and a challenge. Yeah. But that's mostly because I don't have a job. If I had work. Right. Yeah. Right. If I had work, I would probably be, like, I'm just going to do the best that I can at work. Um so it's like it's it's hard though to find like what will end up working for you, because it's like I'm I'm not in your head, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you got it, like I have to find the I had to like find the things that like, you know. And at the at the end of it, I, I wouldn't say I'm at the end of it now, but like, I'm in a I'm in a support group now for people who have depression and anxiety, which is something I would never do. But like, it yeah. is good to just fucking talk about it, like we yeah. are. And um, in the past maybe almost three weeks i've written like 30 to 50 songs and uh, it's fucking baller. insane <laughs> it's like i didn't know i could do this yeah you know because before it would be like okay and then that 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 day would come up and I, either a wednesday or like a weekend get fucking wasted and like forget everything <laughs> like forget yeah. like i came up with a cool line last yeah. night <laughs> and, uh the fuck was it yeah, <laughs> you man. know what i mean so uh I th- it, but it takes so fucking long, dude. Like, I don't think I talked to anybody until maybe the start of this month, and I've been, like, fucked up since November, since that car accident I got into that I was telling you about before yeah. we started recording. Like, pff, I was, like, just staying alone and freaking out a lot, like yeah. how I was. So, I mean, it's... it's er, or not like how you are, but like how you feel like, what the fuck is going on? Like yeah. all this weird stuff. 
it's good that you um, you have somebody who's like super supportive of like yeah you know absolutely dude I honestly don't know what I would do without her like yeah. she has she's been really understanding and like I feel terrible a lot of the time because she does get the grunt of like my like when I'm pissed off or like I'm really upset like this is a woman who does everything that she can to make me feel better mm-hmm. and then like she's stepping on eggshells because I'm in a bad mood you yeah. know so that's also something that like I'm trying really hard to be better about because you know like why drive away the one person who is like who has your back and is yeah. consistently like you know like no it's cool like I get it yeah. I understand I mean, you know, she struggles with her own demons and stuff, and I think that's also something that helps because me being and feeling so lost this week, you know, she's been very like, well, I understand. and Like, like I've been there type shit. Yeah, and like, you know, it's okay to feel upset and shitty and not really know why mm-hmm. as long as you have it in your head that you're going to work on trying to figure yeah. out why and try and be better. Because you can only sit in, like, your sadness for so long before it either completely and utterly destroys you or, like, yeah. you rise above it. My my brother said one thing um, uh, that was, like, you know, because I was telling him about all this stuff, you know. Like, he lives in California now, but I'm texting him constantly. Yeah. About, like, and I've never been open to uh, with him about, like, the mental shit that I go through. Yeah. But I was like, God, I gotta start. Like, I might as well start because I need someone to talk to about this stuff. Yeah. And, like, the only person I really trust right now is my brother. So, I talked, and he said something to me recently about how, like, because we're both on, like, we're both on this wavelength where, like, oh, yeah, let's work towards something better as opposed to, like, sit in our own shit. Yeah. And he was like, you know, you get those days where you want to lay in bed all day and do nothing. But then at the end of that day, what the fuck are you going to do next? Lay in bed again? Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of like dicks to each other. So it's like, so you're going to fucking do that again, man? I'm like, no, you're right. No, fuck that. Like, I can't. And I think, um, too, and maybe, I don't I don't know if this will help you, but one thing that really, this is so fucked, but one thing that really gets me through it is, like, having that fucking punk attitude, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, to myself, you know? Yeah. Where it's like... I'll wake up in the in the morning, or like even today when you when you texted me and be like, oh, I'm like I don't want to get up, you know. <laughs> but I'm like, let me just answer these things real quick, and then just like lay back down, and then tell myself, you know, fuck, fuck yeah, this like, shit you're laying in right yeah. now, man. And just like yell at myself, and you know, my brother and I had a conversation about that too. How like that'll probably if I keep doing that, if I like if that's my like one source of motivation, it might. Be, end up being a negative thing because I'm always like cursing myself out and like all this right. stuff. So it's like, it's a real hard balance. Like I'm still working through like all this, all this shit too. Like, yeah. Because to tell myself I suck isn't really the best fucking way. No, absolutely you know? not. But I mean, I I definitely see where telling yourself to go fuck off because you expect better of yourself is you know, like I can see it helping. I mean, like my. And I, I say this because my mom was really, she's very supportive and very loving, but there were times where, like, if I was fucking up, she would she would be really mean about it, but she'd do it, and she'd always say that she was challenging me to prove her wrong because she expected better of me. Yeah, yeah. She'd be like, what, is my son, is my son a fucking loser? Like, I didn't raise a loser, all right? Like, you can be this, or you can stop and be the man that I expect you to be. 
Mm. I would be like, damn, dude. Like That's like that's, that's like hard truth. Yeah, and I'd be like, damn, why is mom being so mean? And a lot of the things that, you know, happened then retrospectively, I'm like, well no, she was right. Like she was completely right. And yeah. I'm glad that I had that instead of like oh, whatever you want to be a piece of shit, go ahead. Do yeah. it. Do whatever the hell you want. Um So yeah, I can see where like the tough love um, can help you get through it, but I can also see where, like, if it's misdirected, it can be a really, really hindering thing to you. It's, I'm at that stage where it's really working for me now. Before, like, like, when I first started to do, like, trying to be, I guess, all this self-care and stuff like that, I was just like, it was a lot of, like, you got this, man. You know it's going to be better. Yeah. But now it's like, Bro, I told you it's gonna be better, man. Get the fuck out of bed. Like, <laughs> write a goddamn song. Do something. Yeah. So it's like I'm slowly moving through these stages where it's like this sounds probably crazy, but like how I have two voices in my head where it's like the the one that's like so like in love with being sad and brooding, and the yeah. one that's like wants to be better. So yeah. it's like it's this weird relationship until like they both can become this, whatever yeah. this means. I'm putting my hands together. Uh, yeah, no one if can you can see. hear this. Oh, they, they can, uh, yeah. They can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to like move on from this topic, but I, I should let you know that it's been about an hour, and I'm like, I don't know if you have time or whatever. Yeah, dude. But um, my uh, my lady is at a uh, uh, bridal shower. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for a wedding that we're going to later this year. So. She's and it's in like Jersey, but they drove through Rockland, so like. Oh yeah, Jersey's right here, Doc. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so she told me she'd hit me up when she needed me to pick her up, and that thing's like four hours. Oh, so uh, yeah, so she'll be there for a while, All right. and I've got no commitments. All right. Um. So, but also the hour thing, um, is also like. Where you like stop the episode? No. Oh. Where, well, I mean, well, kind of, but not stop <laughs> recording it. But it's it's always like up to you know the guest. I don't want to hold them up, but. You obviously. Oh, yeah, man, matter. I'm I'm enjoying myself. This is cool. But um, another thing I like to do is um, ask whoever's on. In this case, you, sir, hey. <laughs> to ask me whatever whatever you want, and then we can move on, and then we can like build on a conversation, or we could keep talking about um, our attempts at self care. Oh man. Um, yeah. But literally, fucking anything, dude. Like. See, now you put me on the spot with a mic in front of me. Like, dude, yeah. ask me anything. Uh, I, wait, what What was that? There was a website like three or four years ago. It was like... Uh, I think it was called that. No, no. Um, oh, Formspring? No, wait, that's... No, no, yeah, oh, yeah, oh my god. god. <laughs> you, uh, should we like take a break and get another cup of coffee? Oh my god. Right? Do you want to actually? Because I could totally go for another cup. Oh, perfect. Look at that. That worked perfectly. It's like nothing ever happened. Except now we're caffeinated out the ass. Yeah. That's another thing, too. Um, I guess we were, or I was asking you to ask me anything, but one of the things that ended up happening right after I quit drinking was I replaced it with drinking coffee constantly. Yeah. To the point where it's like, what time is it? 8.30? I'm like, okay, well, I'll have a cup. And then it's 9.30, I'm like, I need a cup of coffee. Yeah. And I just wouldn't sleep, and I just like... Yeah. I'm weaning myself off that shit now. I mean... We just had a bunch. Yeah, we just had a <laughs> But, like, but still, like, if it's past, like, 6 p.m., I'm like, just fight every urge to have a cup yeah. of coffee. 
Yeah, that's definitely one thing I have been trying to not replace my vices with. But, like, coffee's a, an interesting thing for me. And <coughs> I'm sorry, everyone who's listening. <coughs> sorry, go on. Um, it's interesting for me because um, at this point, up until I stopped smoking, like, I was drinking coffee because I was wickedly tired in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I would be this tired because I'd smoke right before bed and then I'd smoke in the morning. Yeah. And... This last week, I think I've had coffee once in the morning um, when I woke up with, like, a really, really bad headache. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, otherwise, I haven't felt the need for it. But I am afraid to start drinking it more because I can see myself falling into that. Yeah. And just being like, oh, cool. Like, I don't mind having a coffee every two hours. Like, this is exactly what it was like working at the coffee shop. Yeah. Where, like, it's at your disposal. And I don't want to trade one vice for another. Yeah. <laughs> at least I... not. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Go at least not until I can, like, I don't know, I guess control yeah. how my, the pace of how I do this. It's it's really weird, though, because coffee is one of those things where it's like, I heard fucking somebody say this, and I think it was Kevin Devine, right, and talking about coffee in relation to cocaine. Oh, yeah. And he said, it's cheaper than coke, but it'll fuck you up worse. <laughs> if you drink too much of it you'll just yeah, feel like garbage you will you'll so it's like even when I at the point where I was like at my highest point of like feeling addicted to coffee I realized it was like you know I really just find comfort in a warm drink so maybe I'll just have tea and then for a while I just like drank tea that made me fall asleep yeah yeah um, but also when you do get to a point where you're like man I'm having too much of it your stomach will turn you'll just like feel sick dude yeah you won't, you'll stop feeling good and you'll just constantly feel sick yeah you get, I'm not like, saying really... you try it out. <laughs> no, I mean, I, dude, trust me, I am... Um, or you'll get an ulcer or something. Yeah, like, I don't think a lot of... Uh, I wouldn't say a lot of, but most of my friends have known that I've worked in coffee shops for almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, for a really long time, after I start, started working at Coffee Labs, my, like, dream was to make it... Have some success with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, like... For a really long time, I've known that I've always wanted to play music. I've known the reality of my chances, A, of, like, becoming a fucking, like, a superstar or whatever. And, like, you know, versus, um, versus, like, what the reality is of just, like, touring a bunch and not making a lot of money, but being able to show the world my music and inspire. Because, like, music for me was a very inspiring thing and, um one of the best feelings I've ever had was playing a show at the YMCA that's in Nanuet, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we played like a battle, of, not a battle of bands, we played a show with this yeah. band called Hollywood Ave from Jersey. And um, and these two like 13-year-olds came and they came to talk to me and my guitarist at the time after the show. Yeah. And I was probably like 15 or 16, so these kids weren't much younger than me. But... They were so excited about the band, and they, like, came over and were like, can you sign our, our CDs? Oh, my God. They were like, give me goosebumps. Yeah. Cool. They were like, do we really, we want to start playing music now. And, like, that was so fulfilling for me. Like, oh, more sick. fulfilling for me than, I think, um, like, any any other, like, outcome from music. Aside from playing live and being in front of people, like, inspiring and having people feel about music the way that I felt because of my music is incredible. Um, I'm trying to remember why 
I started talking about that and how that's going to segue into my next point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. <laughs> Open conversation. Yeah. Um. Right. You still uh, have that open question, too. Like what, about to, to you? Yeah. Oh, you're not... you're gonna get that because I think I know what I want to ask you. Okay. Um, now it's like a game show. Ah. <laughs> and in Donald's corner, um, <laughs> he has one question or multiple. I don't care. Um, uh, me, mama, me, mama, me, mama. All right. Well, since I can't remember what I was going to lead to, um, I, what made you start? Um, Hmm? There was, like, your music project that you're playing now. Oh, there's there no... There is no hope and there never was. Oh, there is no escape and never was? Yeah. That's actually from this book, which is um, really cool. What is this? It's called Everything Matters. Um, but uh, I'll show you a painting I did from the paragraph that it's from. It's from the last paragraph of the book. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. And basically it's like, the first couple of sentences are like, they wish you understood as you do. That the, from the moment two cells combined, they were doomed. And there's no escape, or like, and nothing, nothing's changing that fact, and there's no escape, and there never was. But there's a joy in this, because it makes everything possible in the moment right now. So it's like this kind of huge thing. Yeah. That, That's pretty beautiful. Yeah, man. I read it again recently, and I was like, this is what I needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was the end of part one. Sorry for that abrupt cut. But part of me wanted to make you, you know, want a little more and come back next week. Because you're like, hey, this conversation was getting pretty hot, and I like it, and I like when it gets hot. I'm so embarrassed that that's how I had to describe uh, what I was trying to do. So anyway, I would really just like to thank Donald for being so open and honest with me uh, when we had this conversation. It um, really means a lot to you, boy. And you're a good... <laughs> You're a good guy. Why am I talking like this? What's going on with my brain? But anyway, if you want to keep up with me and more weird stuff that I say, you can do so on Twitter at NotPaulMassBad. If you want to keep up with the podcast, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Dear Stranger and Friend. It's so easy. It's as easy as that, my man. Just search it. But anyway, I usually do this thing where I'm like, until next week, and then I talk about working out or doing moonsaults or something. But next week is part two of Donald's episode. So, um... Until next time, until Donald and I return into your lives, I've been Paul Maspat. <laughs>